Welcome to season four of the Jesus Joy and Java podcast. I am your host, Patty Nava. In this season, we will be learning about the promises of God. There are many promises in the Bible. Do you have a promise of God that you hold on to? I invite you to draw closer to God in the next few weeks as we learn about God's character and how this reassures us that He is faithful to keep His promises for those of us who believe in Him. Welcome to part eight of the promises of God. Today we will be learning about the promise in Jeremiah 29 11. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. This is a very popular verse, and we often see it on t-shirts, mugs, or even bumper stickers. This verse is usually shared with others who are going through a difficult trial or someone who's feeling discouraged or maybe even grieving the loss of a loved one. However, before we go and share this verse or try to apply it to our own lives, we should really try to understand it in context. So let's begin. Please note that most of the background that I'm going to be sharing about Jeremiah is taken from gotquestions.org and BibleStudyTools.com. When we understand the historical context within the book of Jeremiah or any book in the Bible, we can discover that it takes on a much deeper meaning and it could help us avoid the tendency to read our own desired interpretation rather than understanding the Bible as it was intended by God. Jeremiah 29.11 is a very popular verse that was spoken by a very unpopular prophet. Most of Jeremiah's words were speaking of judgment. The people of Israel were deeply involved in idol worship during that time, and God called them to repentance. We read in Jeremiah 30 verses 1 and 2 that God told Jeremiah to write every word he spoke to him. It says, The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Thus speaks the Lord of Israel. Write in a book for yourself all the words that I have spoken to you. So through Jeremiah, God spoke to the Israelites who were exiled from Jerusalem, saying, I know the plans I have for you. They had already experienced a lot of hardship due to their idolatry and being under King Nebuchadnezzar's rule. Jeremiah 29.11 is a reminder to the exiles that God had not forsaken them, that they will be restored and that God's plans for his chosen people were for good and not for disaster. It was to give them a future and a hope. So according to this background information, we can see that This verse applied to the Jews who were in exile in Babylon, but this very encouraging verse can be applied to several situations that we might be facing today. By saying, I know the plans I have for you, God was reassuring the Jewish people that their faith in him would be rewarded. 
However, he never said that he would make everything easy for them. He was only encouraging them to have faith even through all of the hardship. Even though some things may seem horrible or troubling to us at times, we must have faith that God's plan for us is the best. So let's not forget that God is omniscient. He knows everything that will or will not happen to us. When God says, I know the plans I have for you, he means he knows what we do not know. God knows the big picture for all humanity from the beginning of time until the end. He knows how to cultivate good things and new growth even after decades of destruction and defiance. God knows the thoughts and the intention of his heart for us, which is always for restoration. It is his intention to bring us closer to him and closer to his original design for our sake and for his kingdom. It's important to know that the word plans in Hebrew is mehashabeth, and it means thoughts, intention, and purpose. Let's take a look at a few verses in the Bible where God tells us he has plans for our lives. Proverbs 19, 20 and 21 says, Listen to advice and accept discipline, and at the end you will be counted among the wise. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Wow, isn't this the truth? Haven't you ever noticed that no matter how extravagant our plans may be, God is always in control because his purpose always prevails. In Spanish, we say, uno propone y Dios dispone, which basically means one plans, but God puts it in order. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. So when we love God, he calls us according to his purpose. We must desire to obey God's calling for our life. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, we read, But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. This verse is telling us that we can't even comprehend the amazing things that God has in store for us. We should always trust him to lead us down the right path. In Psalm 37:23, it says, The steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. So put simply, when we walk with God, our lives will be full of joy and we will have thoughts of peace. So you might be asking yourself, how do we allow God to show us his plan for our lives? I get it. We all live very busy lives. Some of us have to take care of our home, our family, our kids, pets, etc. Some of us work while we still have to manage so many other activities. So how do we manage to fit in God's plan for our lives? It's really very simple. 
Make God number one in your life. Set aside time for prayer first thing in the morning, just like David did. He says in Psalm 5.3, In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my requests before you and wait expectantly. So ask God to be your guide. Ask Him to manage your schedule for the day. Ask Him to cancel anything that needs to be canceled and to open doors that only He can open. During your conversation with God, ask Him to show you what His plans are for you for that day. Thank Him for always protecting you and for keeping you from harm. And thank Him in advance for the amazing work He is about to do in your life. Don't forget, it's very important to read His Word every morning. It's through His Word that He speaks to us. Proverbs 30 verse 5 says, Every word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in Him. It's also very important to pay close attention to the scriptures or devotionals that you're reading. If you don't understand what you're reading, seek guidance from a pastor or your spouse who is the spiritual leader of your home. Be careful of what you're reading online. Also be careful of the pastors that you're following on Facebook or anything that pops up in your social media newsfeed. In other words, be aware of false teachers. Ezekiel 13.9 says, My hand will be against the prophets who envision futility and who divine lies. They shall not be in the assembly of my people, nor be written in the record of the house of Israel, nor shall they enter into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord God. So if you want to know God's plan for your life, Ask God to give you the ability to discern. Seek a mentor. Seek a sister in Christ that you can talk to and learn from, someone who can hold you accountable, not someone who will just tell you what you want to hear. As we've learned today, in Jeremiah 29:11, it was a verse that served as an encouragement for the Jews who were in exile, and it should also encourage us Christ followers today. We know that God does not change His mind, and He always keeps His promises. He kept His promise to use the Jewish people in His plans. He did not forsake them. Instead, He redeemed them for His glory and for their good. So trust and believe that God is faithful to keep His promise. Believe that His love for you never fails. And when He says that He has plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future, He means it. In Matthew twenty four twenty five, it says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. While I was preparing today's episode, I was thinking about Abraham. Abraham and his wife Sarah were unable to have a child of their own. Sarah did not believe that they would ever have a child, and so she suggested to Abraham, who was 86 years old at the time, to have a child through Sarah's servant Hagar. Abraham agreed, and Hagar had Ishmael. But then in Genesis 17, uh, it says that God said to Abraham, Your wife Sarah 
will bear you a son, and you will call him Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his descendants after him. Abraham was 99 years old when God made this promise to him. So Abraham trusted in God's plan because he knew that with God anything was possible, just as we read in Matthew 19.26. So later on in chapter 22, we read about how God tested Abraham's obedience. Verse 18 says, And through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. I highly recommend that you go back and read chapter 22 as it is one of the most important stories in all of the Bible. It reveals the depth of Abraham's trust in God and his obedience. And because of Abraham's obedience, the Lord promises to bless Abraham to multiply his offspring and to give Abraham's offspring victory over their enemies. Then we also read at the end of chapter 22 that the Lord also promised that all nations of the earth will be blessed through Abraham's offspring, something that happens when Abraham's descendant, Jesus, becomes the means by which all may come into God's blessing of grace through faith. So like I said, please go back and read Genesis chapter 22 when you have time. Sisters, God didn't see a 100-year-old man in Abraham. He saw someone that he could use for his plan, someone who was willing to do his will and to obey him. The same goes for us. When we think our conditions are hopeless, God sees someone he can use for his glory if we are obedient and trust in his plan for our lives. So let's always remember that despite our present circumstance, which may appear to be hopeless, God promises to prosper us and to bring us a future that we can look forward to. No matter what God has in store for our lives, we can trust that his plan is the right plan. I thank you for joining me today. Please join me next week for another Promise of God. If you would like to do a more in-depth study on the armor of God, I highly recommend a study guide and video series by Priscilla Shire. This was the book we used in a women's Bible study class that I took a few years ago at Calvary Chapel. Each video in the series goes along with each chapter of the book. You'll love the way that Priscilla breaks down each piece of the armor and explains how we can use this armor in our everyday lives. I'm including the link of the book and the videos in the show notes and also in the Jesus Joy and Java Facebook page at fb.com slash Jesus Joy Java. If today's episode has inspired you to grow closer to God through His Word, please share this podcast with a sister friend. Your sharing and caring has allowed the Jesus Joy and Java podcast to rank in the top 30% of the most globally shared podcasts on Spotify. Please continue to help me get God's Word to more women all over the world. And don't forget to follow Jesus Joy and Java on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. 
All of the links are in the show notes. May our lives always be filled with more Jesus, more joy, and more Java. See you next week. Thank you.